Hey everyone, welcome to episode 13 of Librarians Assembled, your premier audio resource for all things libraries and comics. As always, I'm Josh Stone. Also, welcome to the first episode of 2016. We're starting the new year with a special episode. Today I'm going to be talking to a few different librarians about their favorite superheroes. On this show, we tend to talk a lot about indie or small press books, so I thought it would be fun to talk about some of the big hitters for once. Plus, you can learn a lot about a person based on their favorite superhero. So, for the record, my favorite superhero of all time is Spider-Man. There are so many personal reasons why I gravitated towards Peter Parker as a kid, but that was always the one character that made me feel okay. Like everything was going to work out. I could see shades of my life in Peter Parker, and it made me feel a lot less alone, I guess. Honestly, that feeling I got from Spider-Man slash Peter Parker is why I'm always so excited when I see new minority or female superheroes. I remember how important seeing a character like Peter Parker was for me, and it makes me happy that other people from different cultures and different backgrounds can get that too. You know, without having to go dance around too many other differences like, hey, this guy doesn't look like me. Anyway, as always, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. I know that was all of your New Year's resolutions, so get on it. Don't forget to follow the show on Twitter, at Assemble Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Visit the website. All that stuff. The website has everything you need. You need back episodes? We got them. Show notes? Got them. Links to the Facebook page, Twitter account? Got those too. I mean, it's got it all. Anyway, if you if you want to tell me who your favorite superhero is or just want to communicate in general, send me an email, librariansassemble at gmail.com. If you're listening to this right now, you don't need me to tell you where you can find the show. But for all you Google users out there, the show will be available on Google Music Podcasts, service thingy, whatever that's going to be. Whenever that thing goes live, it'll be there. I'll keep you posted or you tell me. Either way, it'll be there. All right, enough of this. Let, let's get to the show. Bridget and we're talking about librarians and their favorite superheroes. Bridget is a public librarian from Arizona. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks. So Bridget, who is your favorite superhero? My favorite superhero is easily um, the unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Awesome. I think she's great. (laughs) That is a fantastic choice. I am a newcomer to Squirrel Girl. I was a little late to the Squirrel Girl game. Tell us why you love Squirrel Girl. Um, I love Squirrel Girl because I got a little bit tired of all of the dark and brooding superheroes, <laughs> and she really just twists everything around. She can beat anybody anytime by like chatting with them, <laughs> and she's just so upbeat, and it's it's really refreshing. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. I was saying the other day that. Squirrel Girl, Squirrel Girl reminds me of like classic Spider-Man, where it's a lot of little witticisms and jokes, and the punches yeah. are kind of few and for, like the like fist punches are few and far between. That uh, she gets herself out of a lot of these these jams with just jokes and talking. And what I like, yeah. um, I don't know about you, but what I like is when she like just gets to know the villain <laughs> like just yeah. talks to him finds out you know what what is it that's bothering them so did you when did you get into squirrel girl did you as soon as unbeatable number one came out were you right there or did it take you a little bit what's your um, what's your history with squirrel girl 
So right after Unbeatable, the first one came out um, in the recent run, my brother told me about her, and he was like, they need to make a movie of her. She needs <laughs> to be in the Avengers, the next movie. Um, and I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about, Squirrel Girl. Like, that sounds absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. You have to be messing with me. Um and then I went to my local comic book shop and picked it up, and I've been in love with this character ever since. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you um? So do you have, do you have a subscription at your local comic shop for Squirrel World, or do you just go there and pick up a couple of back issues at a time, or? No, I subscribe. You I got, got a little bit obsessed. I was like, I need this as soon as it comes in. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So tell us, um, what's been some of your favorite parts of Squirrel Girl thus far? And feel well, free if you need to get into spoiler territory. Just, okay. <laughs> just give, give a little bit of a heads up. But I feel like even with spoilers, Squirrel Girl is good enough that you still can read it even if everything's been spoiled. Right. Like, it's not going to ruin the story if you know that she beats up some bad guy because she's unbeatable. She is unbeatable. So. It tells you right there in the title. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, one of my favorite things about this comic is that it kind of brings back um, marginalia where there's like... Mm comments in between each um each box and so she'll like address the reader and i think that's mm -hmm. a lot of fun yeah but my favorite issue is definitely okay spoiler <laughs> um when she beats galactus um oh, by... yeah. <laughs> so this is an awesome example of how she doesn't really need um to fight all that much to win so she goes to the moon to bite to fight galactus mm -hmm. turns out she can't beat him with punches <laughs> and so to keep him from eating the earth she finds this awesome planet that has nuts that's great for <laughs> squirrels and it's super filling and so she takes him to that planet and he's totally satisfied yeah. by eating a planet made of nuts <laughs> yeah that was a really fun one and it that that issue reminded me a little bit of Many, many, many years ago, in the early, way back in the early 2000s. Um, way get, back. <laughs> way back in the early 2000s. It feels probably even longer ago than it really was. Um, Gail Simone, the comic book writer who, you know, has written Birds of Prey and Batgirl and mm -hmm. Deadpool and all kinds of fun stuff. She used to write, before she became the prolific comic book writer that we all know and love today, she used to write a blog for comic book resources dot com and one of her one of her entries they were all like just silly little fun blogs one of her entries was if galactus had a live journal oh <laughs> and um that's awesome and it was fantastic i don't know if it's still floating around there somewhere on the internet but i'm sure it is but it was basically like ate the moon today i feel real bad about myself <laughs> and like the way he would talk was like you know just like <laughs> kind of like yeah. kind of like Ryan North did in that particular issue and it, it I I would love to know if he had read that that Gail Simone blog because the way he portrayed Galactus is almost exactly the way she did where he was kind of like kind of sad about eating all kind of felt bad about himself that he's had to keep yeah. eating all no one really understands him <laughs> it was, like galactus had an eating disorder and there's nothing funny about people with eating disorders but it, it was really it was you know really funny because it's a world eating man in a purple hat but yeah <laughs> it was it was really good so if anyone out there can find gail simone's you know old internet trove you should you should go for it 
I can totally see that kind of um, stylistic crossover too, mm-hmm. especially since you mentioned Deadpool and just yeah. the breaking of the fourth wall of all the time. It's, yeah. it's wonderful. And Squirrel Girl has Deadpool cards that she pulls oh, out. God, I forgot all about that. Yeah, um, those are so good. They're so good. <laughs> and he just made her like this deck of cards, having all of these villains saying uh-huh. what their weaknesses are and all that. And it's, <laughs> yeah, it's really it's fun. fantastic. It's a fun little, little thing. Yeah. I, I too just recently got I recently got obsessed with Squirrel Girl. I was a little late to it. So I've I've I have the Marvel Unlimited app subscription thingy, so oh, I'm like nice. always, I'm always like six months behind on everything. <laughs> but this one I can't I can no longer stand being six months behind, so I had to go and like I, I got up to issue six in the app and then I had to go buy the rest of them and now I have a, a comicsology subscription for the new for the new run. Oh, awesome. I haven't I haven't read any of them since they started back up, and it's the same creative team. So, as someone who has read since they relaunched Squirrel Girl after just relaunching Squirrel Girl, as <laughs> as Marvels want to do, how how is the new series? Is it just as good? Oh yeah, it, it. Um, what happens? Do they pick up like without telling me exactly? Like, do they just kind of pick up, or they do they really just start fresh? Like, as a brand new like brand new series. No, they pick right up. Okay, um, cool. Same characters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's. It, I really like that actually. That it's still yeah. kind of similar, um, but new bad guys in this one, and so That's I think fun. it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> so Squirrel Girl's pretty much a new. I mean, she's been around for a long time, but as far yeah. as having her own ongoing series, it's pretty. It's relatively new. Um, I don't know a whole lot about your comic book past. W- what are some? I mean, did you grow up reading comics? Is comic? Are, are you relatively new to comics? What's your, what's your origin story there? Um. Well, I grew up off and on reading comics. Mm-hmm. My mother was actually really into Superman, oh, cool. so um, I always kind of had those guys in the back of my head. And my mm-hmm. brother really liked Batman. Um, and then when I was a teenager, I read Watchmen, and that really opened my eyes to what comic books could be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just kind of dove right in after that, and then I went to college and kind of fell off the comic book boat, <laughs> and then jumped back on about a couple of years ago. Okay, cool. And yeah, and so it was really exciting when at my library, um, they were looking to expand their comic book collection, and mm. I was like, I can do that. I can definitely do that. <laughs> Put me in, coach. Put me in. I can do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I got an email from my boss asking um, about Squirrel Girl. She just emailed me being like, hey, isn't this the superhero that you're kind of obsessed with? And I was like, <laughs> yes, we need to buy all the books. <laughs> I know. That thing hitting the New York Times bestseller list was the best thing to happen for the for that book as far as going into libraries. Because yeah. I know a lot of public libraries have like have like a, a certain thing where as soon as a, a book hits New York Times bestseller list, it pretty much automatically gets entered into a cart for, for buying purposes. Yep. So I know, I'm sure there are many many more libraries now that own squirrel girl that wouldn't have if it didn't hit that list yeah and i think that's really awesome i'm also really proud of the fact that i was able to get it put into our adult graphic novel collection even better yeah because the kids one is humongous they have a humongous kids graphic novel collection Mm -hmm. but for grown-ups it seems like there's not quite as much yeah especially when it comes to things on the lighter side and Mm -hmm. things that are a little bit more fun so i thought it fit right in there that's awesome. Yeah, you'll have to come back when, when we're not talking just superheroes and 
talk a little bit about your library and and getting graphic novels into your library. I love I love hearing about what other libraries and librarians are up to. So before you got into Squirrel Girl, what other were you a superhero reader? What what were you reading besides your what was your first superhero besides your brother's Batman and your mom's Superman? What was who was Bridget's first superhero? Oh my goodness. Um you know, I really liked Batgirl. Very good. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard not to since she was a, a librarian. librarian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I really liked Batgirl, and when she became Oracle, I thought that was really interesting. And then I, I picked up the most recent volume of the newest incarnation of Batgirl. Oh, how good is that? It's so fun. Oh my God, it's I love so it. good. Yeah. So I'm I'm really happy with the direction that they've taken with that too. And it seems like kind of DC's answer to Squirrel Girl almost a little bit. Yeah. They've kind of gone on the lighter side too. Mm-hmm. While still kind of maintaining the darkness that is Gotham, <laughs> yeah, you got you got to have the dark in the in the Dark Knight legacy yeah. characters. Yeah, and I love the art in the in the new Batgirl run too. It's really it's really adorable. Yeah, and she um, I forget what her name is now, but she was brand new to comics. Had yeah. never drawn comics before. I, think, I thought that was really fascinating. I, I know I know her name not because I'm particularly good at this game. It's just I <laughs> I literally just recorded an episode in which I talked about it. It's Babs Tar. Yes. And yeah, she did a lot of um like a lot of Tumblr work and a lot of like fan art and that kind of helped get her in into the to the comic world. From what yeah. I re- from what I remember hearing that that I could be a little off on. But I definitely know her name was Babstar because I because <laughs> I remember having probably too long of a conversation about how awesome it is that somebody named Babs is drawing Babs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um <laughs> All right, awesome. So anything else you want to say about Squirrel Girl or Batgirl or superheroes in general before we um, call it quits here? You know, I got to say, I think Squirrel Girl has the best catchphrase out of all the superheroes. <laughs> Why don't you um, give us her, her catchphrase? Why don't, we, why don't we have that be our, our <laughs> Well, I actually, I have a mug with it printed on it, and I have Do that you? at work with me all the That's time. That's awesome. And so everybody gets to see her catchphrase everywhere <laughs> I go, and it is to eat nuts and kick butts all right and on that note go out there and pick up squirrel girl volume one i think volume two is either out or coming out fairly soon it is out it is out volume two is out all right perfect so go out there no more excuses people it's in your libraries (laughs) go out there and read squirrel girl bridget thank you so much for doing this hopefully we'll talk to you soon about more in-depth and hard-hitting stuff Great. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. Awesome. Thank you so much. Hey, everyone. We're with Jez. She's been on the show before. She's alumni. uh, (laughs) And she's back to talk about who her favorite superhero is. So, Jez, how's it going? What you been up to since last we spoke? Uh, I've been working on my websites, and good. I launched at my library a new series of programs for 20 and 30-somethings. Awesome. How's that been going? Uh, fantastic, actually. Very good. Very good. What are some stuff you've been doing real quick for that? Um, we did a brewery tour. Oh, cool. Um, we did a Harry Potter trivia night, which was a lot of fun. Um, sounds like fun. Adult coloring nights, board game nights. I'm kind of just trying a lot of things. Very All cool. the programs that I want to attend, yeah, I get absolutely. to do and get paid for. Absolutely. Cool. And you said you've been promoting your website real quick before we forget. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and promote your website here one more time. 
Uh, my website is How to Grow the Fuck Up. There it is. It's a blog for teens, 20-somethings, and beyond to teach you how to become an adult. All right. I wish that was around when I was becoming an adult, but that's cool. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it's cool. All right. So, Jez, i got an yes. important question for you. Okay. Who's your favorite superhero? Right now, it is Kamala Khan, <clears throat> Ms. Marvel. Nice choice. Tell us why she's your favorite superhero. Okay. I feel like I've always been drawn to the teen superheroes. Mm -hmm. I feel like they have a better story to tell than some of the adults. I don't care about the superheroes that, you know, do absolute good all the time, Mm -hmm. don't really have any flaws. That bores me to death. So I like the teen heroes that are, you know, just finding out who they are and how they fit in with life. Mm -hmm. And I feel like becoming a superhero is you know a metaphor for that we all know oh, yeah, that yeah. we all know it by now if if not if we didn't know it before x-men and spider-man certainly drove it home oh, for yes. the past several decades <laughs> but i feel like kamala has a slightly different approach to that because i feel like she's more connected to her community mm-hmm. than most of the other heroes we've seen i gotta say like i even more so than spider-man yeah, and, definitely. Like, those, those like early Spider-Man runs, even like some of like the early, like all the way into the early '90s, Spider-Man runs. He was always, always talking about, you know, Forest Hill and and his part of his part of New York. It was always mm-hmm. very localized to his section of New York. But yeah, Kamala's Jersey City is a huge, yeah. a huge character indeed. I feel like I have a good feel <clears throat> for Jersey City now, mm-hmm. and you get to see all these characters that come back that you have like the people that own like the little stores in Mm -hmm. town all your little mom and pop shops and there's just a great level of diversity there Mm -hmm. yeah but you have all these heroes that are fighting major battles you know in new york in the major cities off planet Mm -hmm. but then you have kamala that's just at home protecting her city protecting the people around her Mm -hmm. and then this is only a slight spoil because it's a few issues back now. That's fine. But at the end of sure, her okay. first run, mm-hmm. it was like issue 18 and 19, I think. Okay. Um, you see her stand her ground in Jersey City when everyone else is fighting this massive battle elsewhere. Yeah. And you see the community you know, rally around her that she's not the only one fighting this. And they set up... You know, a support center in the high school, and they've got food for everybody and shelter. And yeah, that's that's one of the things that appeals to me too about this character. I'm, I'm several issues behind on Miss Marvel because I I read it through the um, the Marvel Unlimited app. I haven't, oh, yes. I haven't subscribed to it yet, mm-hmm. but it, it's been just how local this story is. It's very it's very fun. I heard she's joined the Avengers now. Is that Yes, I believe she's in all new, all different. Yeah, have you read any of her run-in with the Avengers yet? How does that feel? Like, I, I feel a little, a little nervous about it because of how tied in she is to her city. How her being a part of the Avengers, Earth's Mightiest Heroes team will be. You know, mm-hmm. have you? Yeah, I haven't it? read the current run okay. because. I'm wary of tie-ins like that, yeah. massive teams. I don't mm. like when things get too overcomplicated. Yeah. Um, I did read um, some of the stuff right before you know this massive tie-in, and I liked that. I liked her interacting with the other superheroes, but 
I like her story. I like reading, you know, the Ms. Marvel comic that it's just her, you know, in her life, that it's not massive epics battles. Yeah, she can't, like, that comic came out like like a firestorm, you know? Like, I remember, Mm -hmm. and it came out at a time when I wasn't, like, as into comics as I have gotten, like, a couple years back. I think would it come out in 2014 now. It came out around the same time I was, like, just starting to get back into comics. I had missed a couple years' worth. And I remember mm-hmm. hearing about Miss Marvel, the first Muslim superhero on, like, NPR and all these different other news agencies. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is – what a time. And then to think that we've only gone – kind of – we've pretty much only gone up from there, you know? Like, oh, there's yeah. still, it, like – It's amazing because um, the – first issue of Ms. Marvel is one of like the most printed comics mm-hmm. in the modern era. I know, that's and um, Ms. Marvel Volume 1, No Normal, the trade collection, mm-hmm. is still on bestseller list. Yeah, I know, yeah. There was not too long ago um, the bestseller list for graphic novels was wasn't it like the top 10 were all female writers too, wasn't it at one point? Like it was sometime several months ago, but I'm not sure, but that sounds right. Yeah, there was just based on what I'm seeing happening were, in the yeah. comics industry right now. Yeah, if it weren't all female writers, it was at least like seven of the top ten or something like that. Like, I mean, keep in mind, fifty percent of those were Raina Talmire, but <laughs> right. <laughs> but still, the other the other fifty percent were you know people like what's her name, G Willow Wilson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. and, that, and that's the other thing too. I I like that she brings that authenticity to it since she is she's muslim herself she's not like yeah i'm sure she does plenty of research yes oh i'm sure and i like that her faith plays a role in her character and in the story Mm -hmm. and that it's not that she's going against her faith by doing this it's that um i forget the word for it but you know her religious leader tells her Look, you're you're helping people. You're doing something good. I don't see anything wrong with that. How fun was that scene? I remember that scene where like she thought she was gonna like get lectured, and that yeah, you expect everything to be over at that point. Like, oh, she's gonna be in big trouble. She's gonna have to choose between Mm -hmm. superhero and her religion, and she doesn't have to. And that's beautiful. Yeah, those those first couple were really good. I I remember there was a scene either at the at the end of the first issue or somewhere in the first couple issues where she um. She stands like at the street corner of whatever, you know, mm-hmm. wherever her her love interest or the guy who likes her works. Mm-hmm. And like the whole city was a, like the whole little neighborhood, not even the city, just that whole little neighborhood was around her. And she's like, I'm Jersey City's Miss Marvel or something like that. Yes. Jersey City's superhero. That's a great defining was, shot. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Like it really stuck out. Very cool. So do you have anything else you want to say about Miss Marvel or do you want to? Um, I want to talk about, well, I have two quick things. Absolutely. Um, One, I love that she's a nerd. Yeah, she really (laughs) is, too. She's like, she's the superhero fangirl before she gets these powers. I know, I love it. And that's part of what kicks it off for her. Yeah, when she's getting her powers and she's seeing all, like, the superheroes in the mist and, like, she's, like, doesn't she (laughs) see, like, Iron Man at some point, too? And, like, it's it's really Mm -hmm. funny. I remember that. That was really cute. And then the second thing, it kind of builds off of that, mm-hmm. is her power is that she can kind of shape shift. She can be anything or anyone she wants to yeah. be. 
but that ultimately leads her to being comfortable in her own skin. Yeah, that was that was not a very hard metaphor, but like it was really good. Like it was really mm-hmm. well done. Like, doesn't she start when she first gets her powers? And doesn't she like start having blonde hair? Doesn't she start looking like the original yeah, Miss Marvel? And then she stops, right? She's like impersonating Carol Danvers. Yeah. Because Carol is her hero, and mm-hmm. that's who she thinks a hero needs to be. Yeah. But then she finds that it's really hard to be someone else, and she comes to accept herself. And I think that's just a really good foundation for a hero. Yeah, that was really, yeah. The whole, all the issues I've read have been really, really fun, and I'm so glad she's around. And I'm, I can only imagine, like, I know the, the books are really popular at my library. I imagine they're popular mm-hmm. in everyone's library. Oh, yes. We actually have them in our adult and teen collection because oh, it's so popular. No, that's a good, that's definitely a good idea to put them in the teen collection as well. Mm-hmm. Very good. So any other superhero you want to talk about? Who's your, who's your all-time favorite? Do you have an all-time favorite superhero? Oh, I don't, this is such a big question. I know, right? Um, my favorite, I was really into the X-Men for a long time, mm-hmm. but I think my favorite singular superhero throughout time is probably Spider-Man. Oh, mine too. For a lot of the same reasons that I like Kamala. Yeah. I know. As you were describing Kamala, I was like, oh, man, that reminds me of everything I liked about (laughs) Spider-Man. So who was your favorite X-Men then, real quick? Oh, um, I liked Nightcrawler a lot. Oh, man, my best friend growing up was a huge Nightcrawler fan. Yeah. Yeah, mine too. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. All right. So, Jez, thank you so much for coming back and talking to us about superheroes. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me back. No problem. Doors always open. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. back with Dave, the big librarian. You you may remember him from our very first episode ever. Welcome back, Dave. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks for coming back. So, Dave, you are here. Well, first, before we get into that, Dave, how's everything been going? It's been quite some time since we talked to you. It's been going well. Can't complain. That's good. Thank you again for being the test pilot for (laughs) the little podcast here. I appreciate it. Um, Okay, Dave, you're here to discuss who your favorite superhero is. So, Dave, who's your favorite superhero? Well, it's changed throughout the years, but there's always been one that's always been in the forefront. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to be like a like I'm, you know, just selling out to Disney, but it's easily <laughs> it, 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 it's Iron Man. Iron Man, interesting. Yeah, I've lo- I liked him. You know, I remember the cartoon series that he had mm-hmm. back in the day. Uh, for me, yeah. it was always. Um, it was always because of that the Marvel vs. Capcom game. Oh, yeah, that's cool. And, I mean, I love Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. And when they added all the Marvel characters to it, I was like, oh, my God, this this is awesome. And he had, that, he had that move with that laser cannon, <laughs> and it yeah. would just destroy everything. It was yeah. the easiest to pull up. Yeah. You know, so so then I saw him on, you know, on the cartoon, and I mm-hmm. saw him in the game, and I was like, oh, this is awesome. And I kept thinking all these years, like, man, why don't they make an Iron Man movie? You know, you had all the Fantastic Four and the mm-hmm. X Men movies and Spider Man. Man, you really need Iron Man. That's and then, funny. yeah, and when, and when um, they actually decided that they were going to do it, and they were, ca- you know, they were talking about the casting and all mm-hmm. that, and where Marvel had their own studios, and they said um, they were going to get Robert Downey Jr. And mm-hmm. I said, oh, the guy who was in that uh, 
No, the, the, the guy who has all the, the alcohol problems and drug problems? <laughs> yeah. No way. He's going to play Tony Stark, the guy yeah. with all the alcohol problems? <laughs> you know, it's like I, I knew that, but it didn't connect. And yeah. I was like, man, you know, he can't commit to this. Oh, man, this is not going to work out. This is not going to work out. And I remember I, I reluctantly went to go see it. Uh-huh. So I was like, man, he's going to ruin it. You know, And then it was like, you know, the movie and I had Gwyneth Paltrow. And I was like, oh, she's just so full of herself. Mm-hmm. No, no. I was like, yeah. Every, everyone else in the movie was, was great. And I, yeah. and I saw it. And I was like, oh, my God, I was wrong. I know. I have never been so wrong in my life. I think I saw that movie like five times in the theater. Oh, awesome. Yeah, I know. I remember remember liking the casting of Robert Downey Jr. Because I knew if he could, if he was going to stay clean and he was going to like, he was going to make this part of his comeback. Because he just, I think right before that, he had just done Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which was really good. And he had also, and he did the other one um, about the, uh, the serial killer in San Francisco. Oh, was Robert, oh, was Robert Downey Jr. in Zodiac? Wow, I don't Zodiac, remember, yeah. I don't remember that him, at all. It was it was Gyllenhaal. Him, and also, uh, no, there, there were two of them. Oh, hey, he was in it with um, what's his name, uh, uh, Bruce Banner. Oh, the okay, huh? I might maybe I missed. Is that the same one as the one with Jake Gyllenhaal was in the I, Zodiac one? Or are we talking about? All right, either way, it's not comic book related. Let's move on. <laughs> um, yeah. So <laughs> no, I don't yeah, have to so pull I, up IMDb, but. Yeah, I remember yeah. being okay with the um, the casting of him. I was not a big fan of Gwyneth, but yeah, it was one of those things where like you went to see the movie. My hesitation was I was never a big Iron Man fan, <laughs> and so I was like, "Ugh, really? We're gonna? <laughs> this is gonna be our big <laughs> our big thing? This is what we're doing?" So I went and I was like, "Oh God, this is awesome!" Robert Downey Jr. was awesome. Gwyneth Paltrow was funny. Like yeah. everything was really good. Like yeah. I was it was one of those movies. I was so happy I was wrong about. I I was the same way I've talked about it before too with um Guardians of the Galaxy. Because mm-hmm. I've never really been a big fan of the superheroes in space. Mm-hmm. Like in Marvel, you know, I've never I've always liked the more local down-to-earth superheroes. And so when I heard Guardians of the Galaxy was coming to the the Cineplex, I was like, "Oh god, this is going to be the end. This is the beginning of the end of the superhero movies. No one's going to give a shit about these people." But again, couldn't be more wrong. <laughs> and I mean, I, I was huge into in, you know, the comic books and, and, and the trading cards that they had mm-hmm. uh, when I was a kid. Yeah. And then I got back into it again about eight, nine years ago. Mm-hmm. And I had a, a coworker tell me, he's like, hey, have you read this story? And I was like, I heard about it, but I never really read it. And so I actually checked out the, the World War Hulk or Civil and Civil War oh, yeah, yeah. at the library I worked at mm-hmm. and I went home and read it and I was like, Oh my God, this is what have I been missing? <laughs> so know? when you were when you were a kid and you got into Iron Man, you said you got in through the um through the, the, the video game. Yeah. The the video game yeah. Did you read any of the, the Iron Man comics when you were younger or did you kind I had, of just I had so many comic books and my brother worked at a um a trading card store. Oh, cool. So he, you know, so he would pass me down comics. So I read so much of it <laughs> that I don't remember what which I read are, yeah, and which I didn't read. Yeah, that's a good problem to have. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's oh man, it you know he it's a character you know, and, and it's funny because people tell me like, well, so you like him, then you must like Batman. Yeah, and I can I'm, see how that comparison could be made, but yeah, they have like you know the 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 British Butler, they're both rich billionaires. <laughs> They you have know, no the superpowers. Yeah. Exactly. 
And for me, I really don't like Batman. Interesting. Because of that whole, he's so impervious. He has a mm-hmm. plan to beat everybody. Yeah. You know, he's unstoppable. Doomsday is, you know, it, that's Batman is the only one that bothers Doomsday. It's yeah. like, c- come on. You disintegrate your face before you, know, you can like, even blink. What am I going to do? I'm this all-powerful creature. What am I going to do against this millionaire? Yeah. But, um... Whereas, you know, Iron Man, you know, if you really look at the comics, he has so many issues, you know, and they've kind of gone for, a, you know, they, they grazed the, the, the subjects, you know, in the first movie, yeah. maybe the first two movies where, you know, his drinking and his partying is, you know, to an extent is a problem for him, is a big, yeah, big yeah. problem for him. Yeah, it's a and, coping mechanism. Yeah. And, you know, it's they don't t- I mean, they haven't touched it at all in the, you know, in the movies where, you know, he, you know, it's like you think you you drink and drive and this and that. Mm-hmm. Imagine you're in this, you know, flying drink tank. and fly. Yeah. You know, imagine what, what how would you what would happen then? And yeah, they used so to do much, some good stories with that in the comics. Yeah, it's yeah. like he is more human. There are many ways you can get to him. Isn't that how Civil War started? No, no. Civil War started because of speedball yeah speedball that's right that's right yeah and it was just kind of this this human you know even how how strong he is he's Mm -hmm. still at at the core of it he's just just a regular regular man yeah that he can you know rise and he has his own issues to deal with Mm -hmm. which is you know it's just you know if he can do it why can't i and i and i'm telling you i've done i when i got back into it (laughs) i I think i was finishing finishing my bachelor's and i was starting Mm -hmm. grad school and i remember i had a friend coming down you know living in miami Mm -hmm. um for the what was it the super bowl the one with the with the saints in it oh okay yeah yeah. and i had a friend drive down from chicago who was a lifelong saints fan oh cool and he was crashed in my apartment and he kept telling me oh my gps is you know taking me longer oh you know I got to a point he didn't get there till three three in the morning, and Jeez. I was like, you know what? If Tony Stark can stay up all night, <laughs> I I can you know stay up all night, I wait for my too. friend, mm-hmm. and I can I can I can finish his paper, knock it out before he gets here. And you know what? I was able to do it. And what That's you awesome. don't see the next morning is you don't see that 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 lack of sleep. Yeah, they don't show you that part of Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> they certainly don't really show you that part of Batman very often either. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's what I like about Iron Man versus. Um, versus batman is you you've seen more and maybe i've missed out on some runs here and there because i've never i've never followed either of them very closely in the comic books but you see more in the comics tony stark having like how he copes with his loss and his Mm -hmm. his neuroses Mm -hmm. where the only way you ever see batman cope is he puts on the cowl and he punches people and you see well he's got a split personality type thing and that's probably you know because of what happened to his parents and stuff like that, but it, with with Iron with Tony Stark, there's more there's more nuance than there is with Batman, I would say. Mm-hmm. And, and I've, it, I've I've enjoyed that. Yeah, and, and and it's you know it's funny because like I said, I got this from my brother. You know, he mm-hmm. gave me all the trading cards that they had. They used to have a Marvel and uh, all his comic books, and <laughs> even the ones that he didn't let me touch. I found a way to break into his room and in his <laughs> closet and get my way to those stacks. And that's awesome. You know, it, it was a it was a fun thing to do. The Very other cool. thing, the uh, and it and it was like for so many years, mm-hmm. it was like fifty fifty. My other favorite uh, superhero that was just as much up there <laughs> was um, Ghost Rider. Oh, cool. 
and they really didn't interact that much in the comic books. <clears throat> no, not really. So not that was easy to keep, you know, like, you know, it's like as if, you know, because Ghost Rider, he, he is here, but he does a lot of mystical stuff. Yeah. And, you know, so they never really interacted. So it was easy to say, man, I love Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. Man, I love Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah, Ghost and, Rider was such a such a product of the of the late 80s and 90s too you know oh yeah i don't really see him much anymore but i wonder is he you're you're still you're much bigger um marvel reader than i am is ghost rider around what's going on with ghost rider um there's a i haven't i have i'm not up to date i haven't read anything in the last year Mm -hmm. The the last i know is there was a uh a new ghost rider oh interesting and there was this this story which is so so great. I, I mean, I, I like Ghost Rider because, you know, the original one, Johnny Blaze had a jacket just mm-hmm. like my my older brother. No, oh. because <laughs> he's about ten years older than me. Mm-hmm. So he always had that leather motorcycle jacket, <laughs> and and you know, I always saw that it's like, oh, he's just like my brother. That's cool. And he, you know, he has, of course, he has his own issues. He literally has a demon inside of him. Yeah, and that he's working against that. Yeah, <laughs> metaphor. Um. And he just does everything he can to, to try and do right with what he's been given. You know, yeah. life gave him a hell of a lemon. Mm-hmm. And he's, you know, turned that around. And, you know, when they made the movie, I was like, okay, the first movie, yeah, there were parts that were cheesy. Mm-hmm. But it was all right. I mean. But it was it was good. Yeah. Second one. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I never went to see the second oh, one. Oh, like, man. I'm... You know, it's like, it was kind of, it was. That one followed part of the comics, mm-hmm. the storyline from that time, which is kind of cool because you know I'm, this isn't shouldn't be a spoiler because it's been out for probably four or five years now. Yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, that's on you. But yeah, but the the the, the theory goes is why would if you put a demon in him, why would <clears throat> the demon want to punish people? Yeah, you know, wouldn't the demon want you to do more? bad things mm-hmm. yeah. so really what he, what's inside of him is not a demon it's just a fallen angel mm. oh that's interesting yeah and the fallen angel just you know the angel was just like an angel that just wanted to punish people for doing bad so it just went so crazy it went mad with power <laughs> it just kept punishing people well in this also this storyline where it goes to show that there's a ghost writer for every culture oh i feel like i remember seeing that somewhere so you, you know you'd have in india there was like a ghost writer of a guy uh, riding a uh, an elephant. Oh, cool! So, like in the first movie, you saw you know the horse on fire. You, you saw mm-hmm. like, uh, like the Phantom Rider. Yeah. Same kind of thing with that. They were all you know every every culture you could think of, every type of stereotype that you could think of. <laughs> there was a writer, and there was a the angel of death was coming once wanted to conquer heaven, and it was taking one by one the the power of the Ghost Riders and uh-huh. had used. Um, Danny Ketch, Johnny Blaze's brother, mm-hmm. saying, you know, Danny Ketch had even more of an issue with than, than the power than Johnny Blaze did, and said, you know what, help me, and I can take this power from you. Collect it from everyone else. Everyone else that, that this causes issues to, take their power from them, and then I will take that power from you, and you can all live your lives without being cursed Tormented, or anything. Yeah. And then they, That's a pretty uh, decent plot line. Yeah. yeah, and at the point, you know, then he goes to war against Seven. Wow! Yeah, that's to find pretty. Out what happens. That's pretty intense. It sounds uh, a little bit like preacher. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and, and it's just that that whole story, you know. It, it's cool what he what he fights. You know, it's it's the same thing. It's just, it's follows the same kind of line along um, Iron Man. You mm-hmm. know, demon in the bottle. Yeah. They have their inner issues, 
Yeah, that, I like that in my heroes too. I like them to have some kind of torment or some kind of issue that prevents them from just being the all-American good guy. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and that's that's my issue with Captain America. <clears throat> yeah. You know. Yeah, the fact the the fact that the movies even made me interested in Captain America says just a lot about Chris Evans as an actor, probably, and and the writing. But yeah, in comic book world, I have no interest in Captain America. I, you know, I it, it was funny because I was interested, all you know, in in, in Captain America in the comics mm-hmm. because he dealt so much with Iron Man and, yeah, and, and the, Civil yeah, War was you know them stuff. too, and then. In the when I saw the first movie, you know, I went to go see it because, of course, I'm you know I'm going to see everything that comes out mm-hmm. from Marvel Studios, and it was good. But I was like, yeah, he kind of they kind of made exactly what you think. He he's he's a he's not going to do any wrong. Mm-hmm. But my question with that is, if he won't do anything wrong and he'll sacrifice himself, then shouldn't he be absolutely worthy to hold uh, Mjolnir? Yeah, and didn't they kind of they kind of hinted toward well, that? In the, I mean, in yeah, age. Well, yeah, in Age of Ultron, you, you see that hammer move just a little bit. Yeah. In the comic books, he's he's well he's wielded it before. Yeah, that's right. He has, doesn't he? Yeah. So it, but everything you've seen in the comic. So what has he done that makes him unworthy? Um, it's yeah. like a double standard. Yeah. It's... Where if anything, you'd see Thor, based off what you see in the movies, you know, where of course he's tried to sacrifice himself, but every all everyone in the Avengers has tried to sacrifice himself. Yeah, everyone and. In... The Avengers should like just based on that criteria alone should be able to do yeah. it. Maybe not Tony, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe if well, Tony stops making evil creature, evil robots yeah. that come alive. Well, he puts them down. Yeah, well, that's yeah. the least he can do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's, man. You know that's the thing, and it's just it's just to see that inner the inner working between the two. Yeah, and the and the, I have the one thing I I love. I mean, there's many things I love about living in Miami and mm-hmm. Florida. But it's the fact that there's so many conventions down here. Oh my god, there's so many now. Yeah. Are you going to Magic City? Uh, I will most likely go on Sunday. Yeah, I was. That was. That was the day we were looking to go to. Yeah, if we it's, go. It's. It used to. Well, you know, I went. I've gone the last two years. They, they've had it there, mm-hmm. and I like that. I mean, I live probably 20 minutes from there. Yeah. Where they where they hold it. Mm-hmm. Because that's where also where they used to hold um, the Supercon. Supercon Miami. Yeah, I know. And then they had, and then that got just way too big. Yeah, and they dude. had to move that. I know. I, li- I like that little. I like the airport one. I like it a lot. Yeah, it, it it's pretty easy to get to. Yeah, it's I easy mean, to get in and out. Specifically and... for me, it, no, I yeah. mean, it takes me, and I say twenty minutes. I mean, that includes walking out of the house mm-hmm. and parking. Yeah, it's, it does. That's I mean, how it doesn't take it us that long either, and we're coming, you know, north from there. So I mean, it's and, it's not that bad. And all those type of things, you know, you know, it's like to get to, you know, I've met, um, I've had a bunch of things signed, mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of my, um, my Iron Man comic signed by uh, Bob Layton. Oh, cool. Who did a lot of the the big storylines mm-hmm. like Demon in the Bottle and whatnot. Awesome. And and he, you know, did those those covers and stories. And I am, you know, it's just great, you know, and all these other people who have done, you know, who have done the art. Or the stories to mm-hmm. get to meet them, and, you know, talk with them. Yeah, no, it's a, know, it's a it, it's a great time. And Florida has quite a few pretty good cons. They yeah, that Tampa seems to be taking off. Orlando's been yeah been hot I, for a while. I, now. I've gone to MegaCon for mm-hmm. ooh the last five six years. Yeah, seven years. Yeah, now we got three. We got three in Miami. We got at least one big one in Orlando, and now we got one happening in Tampa. 
Get out. on it, North Florida. Come on. Yeah. Make me proud. People people will drive. Mm-hmm. They will fly for it. Because you right, always, Dave. when you're in line, you talk to people. I know, yeah. It's say, a great oh. way to meet people and stuff, too. Yeah, they come in from all over the place. Even for the one in and Miami, so- which is at the end of the, the, the country, pretty much. Yeah, and it's always surprising. That, like, oh, where are you from? Like, well, you know, we had some time off, so we decided to come down here. Like, where are you from? Oh, you know, we're from Iowa. Mm-hmm. We're from yeah, it's a good vacation. You know, Michigan, too. Ohio. It's like wow. Yeah, I mean, really? we have the same the same benefits that San Diego has. We mm-hmm. could have too, you know, where it's never it's never cold. It's always perfect weather. It's beaches right nearby. Like you could mm-hmm. just package it into a little vacation deal. Take your family on a vacation, pop into the Comic Con. Yeah. All right, Dave. Well, thank you for coming back. Plug your uh, plug your other podcast. Let the people remember where else they can find Dave. Sure, absolutely. Um, I'm also the host of Beer Bros and BS. Uh, you can <laughs> find everything at our website, beerbrosbs.com. Uh, we just had an episode put up last night, episode 28, um, with a drop by Brian O'Halloran of Clerks. No, oh, cool. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead listen to that um, also you can find me contributing to um, toughgnarl.com t-u-f-f-g-n-a-r-l dot com we just won the Miami New Times best music blog of 2015 very cool awesome so check out you know there's more than just music there uh, you know very good you can find me online twitter instagram by my handle uh, the big librarian alright thank you so much Dave I appreciate it alright no problem Hey everyone, we are back with Erin, yet another alum has come back to talk to us about who her favorite superhero is. Erin, how's it going? Good, good. Great. How have you been since last we spoke? Uh, I have been just fine and busy and uh, all that good stuff. Well... Busy is sometimes good. Has it been good busy or, or it's, pull your hair out it's, busy? You know what? It's been it's been good busy. I did a um, a New Year's Eve party at our library on New Year's Eve. Oh, interesting. Which I had, yeah, which I hadn't done before. And, yeah, I don't think I've um, ever seen one. Yeah, it was really fun, and we had a lot of families and uh, a balloon drop. It was a good time. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, it was totally cute. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, Aaron. So... You're here today as part of our special finding special episode finding out who what superheroes librarians like. So Aaron, who's your favorite superhero? Wonder Woman. Awesome yes. choice. Awesome choice. Wonder Woman Thank is a you. a huge hit in my household. My wife and daughter both love the Wonder Woman. They have good taste. They do have good taste. They, do, yes. they really do. Except they like me for some reason, so they obviously there's some question questionability there. But anyway, Aww. self-deprecation aside, why do you like Wonder Woman? Okay, so the reason why I like Wonder Woman is... Don't she, hand me your feminist bull crap. No, well, I am going to hand you my feminist bull crap. All right, bullcrap. fine. So you just better deal with it, Josh. Yes, ma'am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really like the fact that you grew up on this island full of amazonian women and there were no men on this island nope. it's a totally hilarious concept to me when i was a kid mm-hmm. um which i didn't really understand that 
like I knew Wonder Woman was a superhero, but um, my first introduction to Wonder Woman was the Linda Carter TV show. That's a great introduction, though. That is a, that um, show's still pretty damn good. You know what? That show was awesome, mm-hmm. and I remember watching it. I mean, I was a little kid, but um, do you remember Underoos? Yes. Okay, so I had Wonder Woman under ruse. Very awesome. And I would run around <laughs> in them and pretend that I was Wonder Woman with my, like, lasso of truth. Very cool. And my, you know, my steel, like, like handcuffs bracelets. of... Bracelets. Bracelets of mm-hmm. power. And I really wanted to, I think, be Wonder Woman when I was small. I'm sure most people did, man or woman. <laughs> Everyone should want to be Wonder Woman. <laughs> I was just talking to a friend of mine not too long ago, and he was saying, we were talking about Batman and how Batman always has all these contingency plans for if superheroes go bad. Mm-hmm. And apparently, um, in one comic book, at one point, Batman has a box labeled for Wonder Woman, and he opens it up and it's empty because he has no idea what to do. Exactly. If Wonder, like, you can't stop her. She's more no. powerful than any of them. Yes. So I think she's pretty kick-ass, actually. She is pretty kick-ass. Yeah, um, I think it was sometime last year, um, Christina and my daughter, they they got the DVDs. I think Amazon might have had a bunch of the old DVDs on sale. And they had themselves, really? they had themselves a little binge-watching party not too long ago. So I can, <laughs> I can say with certainty that that show does still hold up. It, like, you know, it's got 70 hope to it, but it's, well, it's still you know, pretty good, okay. though. Yeah. So, so, yes. Go ahead. Tell us more about um, your love of the Wonder Woman. Besides thinking about my, my wee self and underoos. <laughs> um. <laughs> Stopping neighborhood crime. Oh, my God. Oh. Okay. So why, besides you saving the neighborhood, why else do you like Wonder Woman? Because there's not really any other um, women, female superheroes. You know, like, Mm -hmm. of the originals, I mean, she's it, right? I mean, even of the non-originals, too. But, yeah, definitely of of what you would consider, like, the originals or the... The the canon. Yeah, like, I keep keep wanting to use the hockey term, of the original six, but (laughs) (laughs) I don't have no idea why. But anyway, yeah, of of the Mount Olympus of your superheroes, yeah, she was definitely the only woman. Yes. So, um, and I just think that, um, like girls need superheroes too. I mean, I like, you know, Spider-Man and Batman and, Mm -hmm. you know, Wolverine, but, oh, and Thor, Uh, don't forget Thor. Um, (laughs) but, (laughs) but, you know, like sometimes girls need chicks to look up to. And so that's, you know, I, I think that she is uh, a powerful thing and, um, so I got kind of into Wonder Woman and I started getting the, um, the new DC comics, um, for the library, which mm-hmm. I think we may have talked about last time we talked. I and, did, yeah. um, so I got the new releases of, of Wonder Woman mm-hmm. and then the Justice League and, um, you know, I, those Wonder Woman comics, they get checked out all the time by these, like, <laughs> preteen and teenage girls that mm-hmm. you know i'm like yeah and if you like that read you know read miss marvel and oh, so yeah. i think it's it's a good um she's a good jumping off and starting point plus 
you know, bangles, boots. Yeah, she's got I mean, great fashion sense. She does have great fashion sense. Um, so, and then I was recently rereading um, the, let's see, it's volume seven, uh, War Torn. Okay. So it's um, it's still part of the, the new 52, mm-hmm. but it's new um, uh, team working on the, the script and the, the drawings. Mm-hmm. And it's after Diana uh, becomes... the god of war and she's Mm. like the whole book is about her struggling between her you know like superhero justice league self Mm -hmm. and then like being the god of war (laughs) and then like trying to like be on the island with the amazons and keep all that together and you know that sounds very good yeah i have yeah i haven't i think i read the first volume of the new Mm -hmm. 52 but i haven't I haven't really kept up with much New 52 stuff in general, but... Well, it's hard. There's so much. Um, but, you know, I think it shows uh, that she she is torn. Like, mm-hmm. many women are between, like, what people at work want from uh, you and what your good, family yeah. wants from you and what, you know, you want from you. And, you know, it's a struggle. Yeah, no, that's a very good analogy. Yeah. And as you were talking, it had... It, got me thinking because a couple years back I got um I got my daughter a few classic Wonder Woman graphic novels and there was a time she had a different name too I forget what it was like the name of the series but there was a time back in like the 60s early 70s where she like Wonder Woman stopped being a superhero Uh and she was like just kind of like a fashion icon and like (laughs) she was just dressing like you know in the that day style and it was really weird it was i think it was called i think it might have been called just like diana prince comma wonder woman or something like that i'm not quite sure now but (laughs) it was really 60s-esque but like it was also like i got it because i knew she would think it was still fun right but like as a like critical thinking adult i was like but they stripped her of all her power and all the things that made her like super and powerful and just made her like isn't she adorable, guys? Look at her. Like, right. I was like, huh. And one of the we were watching a documentary not too long ago about superheroes. I think it was that PBS one they had a while back. Mm-hmm. And they were saying, I never really thought about it before, but they were saying the guy who co-created, no, the guy who created Wonder Woman was also the co-creator of the lie detector machine. Yes. Or, he, yeah. No, he was the inventor. The inventor. Um, so maybe he yes. was a co-creator. A, of Wonder Woman, I'm not. I'm not sure. No, he he created Both? Wonder Woman. Okay, but I was this. I was going to talk about that. Oh, um, cool. Segway. Yeah. So the book, uh, the Secret History of Wonder Woman. Oh yeah, it's a good one. By by Jill Lepore talks all about this, and so this is where I was like, oh my god, Wonder Woman is amazing because <laughs> he, William Marston, mm-hmm. uh, it's her, it's her creator, um, and he was married to um this woman and then he met and fell in love with this other girl who mm-hmm. was like 19 they met on the um uh Harvard campus hmm. but it's the niece of Margaret Sanger oh <laughs> so <laughs> here he has this connection with Margaret Sanger but mm-hmm. he starts creating this you know this wonder woman and he doesn't want people to know because he doesn't want it to be like oh overtly feminist uh-huh. but yet he's like cohabitating he basically told his first wife like look um you can either let this girl 
live with us or uh, I'm leaving you. Wow, so I did not know any of that. It's so twisted. That's crazy. I mean, not twisted. No, I shouldn't I mean, say that. I mean, people, whatever, it's fine. But back then, and like back know, then, it was twisted. But like, like just the twenties. But even by today's standards, I mean, it, it's probably frowned upon. But like, well, yes, there but is it's that. still like, just <laughs> like like you're saying, like this, his ties to feminism, his creation of Wonder Woman, but at the same time being kind of like exploiting and taking advantage of of different I know. to like I, it's like being secretive a, but yet that's like, a tight rope to walk man it, well it really <laughs> is and i mean he had four kids mm-hmm. he had two kids with each woman and then like after his death they continued to live together for the rest of their lives jesus i know it's kind of mind-bending to think about this guy who created her so to me, that makes her character even, even more yeah. intriguing is this whole story with the creator. That's very interesting. Yes, I would know so. I would know more about Wonder Woman because I I had actually borrowed that book from our library. Uh-huh. And I have um we have some terrible dogs that live here with yes. us. Yes. I have and a terrible cat that lives at my house. It's okay. Yeah. Your cat would not be able to do what my dog does. Um so he ate that book, one of many library books that he's destroyed. And so, yeah, I, I, I purchased that book. And gave it back to the library? And gave it back to the library. Good job. But uh, I never got to read it. So no. shout, well, I shout out to my puppy. It's, it is fascinating. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds out. fascinating. No, I'm definitely yeah. going to have to check that out now. Well, and it's like all the, the depictions with her and her lasso. Mm-hmm. They it, it goes back to the iconography with the suffragette movement and women mm-hmm. being depicted in like chains and cages yeah, mm-hmm. and like he borrows on that idea to have you know Wonder Woman's lasso and mm-hmm. you know and her, br- like her yeah. bracelets and stuff yeah yes so very anyways, interesting very there's cool a whole history and that is why I like Wonder Woman very cool so before we get out of here I want to ask you. As we were talking about Wonder Woman, it popped in my head. Wonder Woman will be making her big screen debut. Yes. This, this year. Wow, I can't yes. believe it's this year. Um, what do you think so far of the footage that you've seen of, I forget what her name is, Gal Gadot or Gal Gadot or something like yes. that? Yes, yes. Um, what do you think of of the footage you've seen of her as Wonder Woman in the new Batman v Superman movie? You know, I... I'm hopeful. Mm-hmm. I kind of wish um, Venus or Serena Williams was cast as Wonder mm-hmm. Woman. Or at least somebody built like one of them. Um, yes, yeah. because, you know, she is kind of a uh, badass mm-hmm. with her muscles. Yeah. I mean, oh, my God. So, you know, but I think it's okay. Um, I I don't know. I will go see the movie for mm-hmm. sure. Yes. And then, um, I don't know. And then I... I'll know for more. For, or, blah, blah, blah. Let me try that again. I'll know mm-hmm. better. Because, um, you know, sometimes they show you all the good parts yeah. of the trailers. And, and so. sometimes it's kind of hard to see in a trailer, like, what you think might look kind of silly in a trailer. Yes. When you actually have sat through two and a half hours of a movie. Right. It and, has, like, what her yeah. role is going to be. Mm-hmm. And if she's just going to be this, like, pretty sidekick, I would rather that I didn't. Happen. I didn't get that impression from the trailer. Because it looks like she kind of jumps in at like the big battle and kind of like is there kind of like 
to almost save Batman and Superman, who have spent what we would imagine has been most of the movie fighting each other. Right. So, like, she has to be the voice of reason, maybe? <laughs> well, of course, because she's the woman. Yeah, well, I guess there's that <laughs> trope, too. Um, but my initial reaction was, I just think she's too skinny. Yeah, I like, know. Like, how am I supposed to take her seriously as somebody who's going to fight these big creatures and these yeah. other big, like, superheroes? When right, she, or, like, I mean, Beyonce? I could I could yeah. see her kicking some serious butt. Like some like or even if they wanted to go with her, make her bulk up a little bit. Like Yes. Her arms and her legs are so damn skinny. I'm like, she's gonna hurt herself out there. She's yes, gonna well, break something. I know. That's Hollywood for you though. I know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, so that's that's our take on that. So yeah. Wonder Woman. Very good. Yes. You were the first one to say Wonder Woman, so that's awesome. Really? Oh, yay. Yay for Wonder Woman. Woo! Okay, so if you want to hear more with Erin, she was on a recent episode. It was episode number 10. I looked it up. <laughs> go, go me. Good job. Um, it was a really fun conversation, and I'm glad you came back, Erin. Thank you. You are so welcome. And you are welcome back whenever you'd like to come back to talk more about your library and the fun stuff you do there. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for coming back. Yeah, thanks, Josh. No problem. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, we are here with Chris. He's a public librarian from Virginia. How are you doing, Chris? Uh, doing pretty well this morning. Very good. Thank you for being on the show. You're a first-time visitor to Librarians Assemble, so thank you for agreeing to come on. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So you are here for our special special episode where we find out who or what what superheroes are everyone's favorites we're asking librarians who their favorite superhero is there's the phrasing i'm looking for so chris who is your favorite superhero or superheroes as i was was telling you earlier i have a lot at the moment um i'm gonna start with my the most recent comics that are probably out okay and then i'll probably maybe go back maybe back to the 90s or something sounds fair uh I would say probably Squirrel Girl is one of my favorite. Yay! <laughs> yes, I uh, love Squirrel Girl. I, I'm just reading her the second volume mm-hmm. uh, of the trade that just came out, and I'm absolutely loving it. It's just so funny, and I love the way she just talks her herself out of uh, battles. Oh, and, I know it's so it's so great. So I would say that that's probably at the top of my list. Very good. That's a good one to have at the top of your list. You are the second person to be on the show now to say Squirrel Girl. So very good. Squirrel Girl is so far our only repeat superhero. So very good. Sweet. Good for her. Making making names, making waves, kicking butts and eating nuts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you did you read all of Volume 1 or did you just recently start? Like, Did you start from the beginning when yeah, it first I, came I, out or... I probably read the the first trade when it came out maybe okay. three months ago. Okay. And then I just I literally have the second volume in my room and I'm reading <laughs> reading it right now. Very so. cool. Awesome. So you said you had more on your list. Let's who after Squirrel Girl, who's next? Um this one it, it hasn't come out in trade yet, mm-hmm. but it's uh the character Gert from I Hate Fairyland. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I love I love that artist whose name is escaping me right now. Scotty Young. Thank you, Scotty Young. Yeah, I love Scotty Young's art. I haven't read I Hate Fairyland yet. It, it's, it's 
it's this amalgam of different like um, stories and fairy tales. Mm-hmm. This one, she basically takes on like the the Alice from Alice in Wonderland character, oh, character cool. or the Dory, Dorothy from Wizard of Oz, oh. except she she does she never wanted to go there, and when mm-hmm. she gets there, she's there for thirty five years or something. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so she just has this battle axe. <laughs> Uh-huh. And she goes around killing people, killing all the other fairy tale characters oh. in the book. Oh my! <laughs> it, it's very violent. Yeah. And like the very second page of the first issue, she like blows up the bazo- the moon with the bazooka. That's funny. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Scotty Young has some just amazing artwork. So I can only imagine how fun this book must be. Yeah, I I love his like covers and mm-hmm. um, his story for uh, Rocket Raccoon that came out mm-hmm. last. Yeah, that was a pretty good run. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Where else are you taking us? Okay, so I'm going to go back. Um, these are kind of older stuff. Okay, uh, that's fine. I, I don't really have, like, a favorite, like, character of all time. Like, oh, Batman's my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do like uh, Matt Fraction's recent run of Hawkeye. Yeah, I've heard a lot, not for this particular episode, but I've heard a lot of people talk about he, he being that version of Hawkeye being the thing that kind of got them back into superhero comics. Yeah. I think that was one of the things that got me back into it as well. Oh, cool. It was like, he was so lame in that comic <laughs> and he had like a broken nose and he was uh-huh. always getting beaten up. Mm-hmm. And I just like seeing that other side of it. Very cool. Very cool. So what, um, what were some of the highlights of that run that you, that you appreciated? I like that uh, there was two. There was two different uh, comics in particular. The mm-hmm. one where the the pizza dog comic, <laughs> as they call it, yeah, where the the dog. There's like basically no dialogue, and the mm-hmm. dog is basically uh, it's from a dog's perspective. Yeah, and yeah. I think that didn't that issue win some some awards or something. I'm pretty sure that, that it might have like won, an Eisner or something. Yeah, it might have won the Eisner single issue award. Yeah, very cool. And I like the the uh, um, issue with um, when he was deaf, when Hawkeye was deaf, Clint Clint was deaf, mm-hmm. and he uh, had to had to understand people, and they were using trying to use sign language and <laughs> I other think things. I missed that one. That one doesn't sound very familiar. It was it was towards the end of the run. Oh, okay. It was like basically like this the penultimate one, I think. Mm-hmm. So I really like that one. Very cool. I would have probably made it kind of hard to. To shoot a bow and arrow with your equilibrium all off like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. You have you have any others you'd like to talk about? Uh, I, I'm gonna talk about this one because I like I like super heart this manga. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. good. No one's brought up manga yet. Very cool. Uh, Luffy from One Piece. Okay. Have you ever read One Piece before? I am not a big manga reader, so no, I have not. Okay. So, so feel free to speak to me as though I'm a small child. All right, I, so I have no idea. <laughs> one One Piece is basically it's all about pirates, and they're trying to to take over the world. And there's really some really nasty pirates, mm-hmm. and they get some really ridiculous abilities by eating this certain sort of fruit. Interesting. And the fruit that um, the character Luffy eats mm-hmm. makes his body all rubber. <laughs> so he's like he's kind of like Plastic Man in mm-hmm. that ability. Mm-hmm. But he does it in such interesting ways. Like he'll uh, he'll he'll just he'll make a it's called like the thousand uh, Gatling gun or something, and mm-hmm. he shoots 
it's like he's hitting like a thousand different punches at once and then and then he'll like hit someone from like a a hundred feet away and and he's just he's like the most one of the most hilarious characters I've ever come across because oh, cool. he has his whole his whole crew because he's the captain of the crew oh, okay cool. and his his crew is kind of like <clears throat> very protective of him because mm-hmm. they know what happens when he sees trouble he immediately runs into battle <laughs> so they they try to avoid just mindless running into battle they try yeah. to protect him, themselves yeah. too the whole crew will come up with a whole elaborate strategy of how to infiltrate this base and then all of a sudden they're like where's luffy and <laughs> luffy's out attacking the main building front uh, that's front funny. center that's so funny but yeah that's the thing with mangas with me i always the plots are always very interesting, and I'm always like, oh, cool, I'll check that out. But for some reason, it's really – I don't know if it's a translation thing or what, but it's – I've there are very few mangas I've been able to read and and truly, like, get sucked into. Yeah. I've only read, read about, like, six or seven. Mm-hmm. But I think the, one of the problems with manga is there's so many different – they're so long yeah. a lot of times. Like, One Piece is literally on its, like, 650th chapter yeah well i mean i hear that argument too and and i'm not gonna lie i've made that argument as well but the same can be said about batman (laughs) like that is true we do you know our american just because we change creative teams and they kind of take on new stories from you know a continuity standpoint they're pretty much on their 450th you know like so i i don't know i don't know if that's as valid as an argument as I want it to be, because I want it to be the argument. So I can be like, listen, no, it's it's just that there's just that's just a big investment. But I don't know. There's something there's something that prevents me from really getting sucked into mangas. I think one of the major difference, like <clears throat> Batman and like a big long manga like Naruto or Bleach or One mm-hmm. Piece, is they do have single volumes, mm-hmm. like like the Long Halloween or like. Arkham, yeah. Arkham Asylum, mm-hmm. or like Superman's The Red Sun, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you could just read those volumes and, and be done with it. Yeah, and be done with it. And they, have, and they usually have good starting points with like DC. Like, with yeah, the, I mean that's the thing with our with you know like with our superheroes, they do hit the reset button every few years. Yeah. Well, now it seems like every six months, but still, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. But yeah, that's they, something they don't really do with mangas, which again is something that kind of appeals to me. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not like a hard reset every time you turn around. Like, I can imagine how difficult it must be for outsiders to get into superhero books when you're like, I don't understand what's happening. I try to go back and find out, but every time I pick up a back issue, it seems like it's a completely different story all of a sudden. Yeah, I, I agree. That's one of my. I don't understand like the DC universe very much because I because I know they have lots of stuff like that. Yeah. Whereas I, Easier for me to get into like, the Marvel universe. Maybe it might be just because I've been in the Marvel universe since. Yeah, I was a kid. Yeah, I was always a Marvel kid too. But with DC, they have they have that multiverse, which really throws things out of out of whack. I don't know what they're doing now with the New Fifty Two, but yeah. I know back when when I was a kid, you know, like you had Flash from Earth One, you had Flash from Earth Two, you had all the you know, like there were all these different things. And it was, yeah, it was it was difficult as a kid to really get sucked in and to stay with, with DC characters. It was much easier with Marvel. Yeah. Because they all played in the same sandbox, too. Yeah, pretty much. And they all interact with what, one another after mm-hmm. a while. 
All right, very cool. Do you have any others you'd like to talk about? Uh, probably one I just I just started reading in the last like <clears throat> two three months. Okay. Um, Yasagi Yojimbo. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah, he's the rabbit samurai, right? <laughs> yeah, he's the rabbit samurai, and I came across him when I was uh, eight years old, I guess. Yeah, I remember him. I think I had a toy of him. If I'm yeah, not so did I. Yeah. The, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, and... that's right. That's where he was. Thank you. <laughs> and I don't. I didn't even. It didn't cross my mind until much later. Mm-hmm. Um, but I. I started picking up. Um, uh, issue at my local comic and the, the comic store, and then. And I, then I've just been picking up trades at uh, my library and other libraries, and I absolutely love it. I Isn't love good? the whole series, yeah. And I like it how it's a lot of single issues. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> I mean, there's some continuation of different characters, but if you just pick up one, you can enjoy the story without having to know a lot of the backstory. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. I never. I mean, I've seen the books float around, and I've always like, from a nostalgia point of view, I'm always like, oh, I like him. And I always forget why I liked him until you just reminded me he was in the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Like all this time I'm like, why do I like him? I don't I've never read one of these books. <laughs> do I just like the idea of a samurai rabbit? Like what's what's going on here? But yeah. Well that was, alone could be it. It could be, but no, I, I think you're right. I think it was because of the Ninja Turtles. I forgot all about the fact that he was in the Ninja Turtles. That's so funny. Very cool. Alright, well, do you have anything else or you wanna wrap it up or where we um, want to go next? I want to say one more. Fair enough. Let's hear. I it. have a ton. I'm sorry. No, by all means, no. We're doing pretty. You're you're getting through them pretty quick. We're doing pretty good on time. <laughs> I I don't really read much Hulk comics or anything, but mm-hmm. I loved um, Planet Hulk, the Hulk character in Planet Hulk. Yeah, that was yeah, good. That, I remember that run. It it was just amazing. I like to see it interacting with people other than like the regular Marvel Universe characters, mm-hmm. and I felt like he. Uh, held the comic up himself and it was nice to see him in a different uh rather than battling the world that's against him although he did do that when he returned so yeah no that was a good run that was a really fun one i think are they still talking about making that into a movie or they finally let that one go i don't what is going on with that (laughs) i i don't the last time i checked that i i heard that they can't make another standalone Hulk movie because Universal has the rights to um, the standalone Hulk movies, that but makes sense, yeah. but Marvel has the rights to the to the character. Hulk, yeah, to the character in the Avenger to in the Avenger team. Interesting. God, it's so convoluted. I, I know it's really. God weird. Almighty. I, I wonder if there's like a Marvel exec somewhere who's like just every night has nightmares about the deal he must have made like twenty years ago. And like, if only I knew we would have our own studio one day. Like, but but it saved them from bankruptcy, though. It did. No, like that's true. There wouldn't be a Marvel, a Marvel. if they didn't yeah. start selling those characters off. That's a good point too. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, did um they made a they made that animated movie on Hulk World, didn't they? Or Battle yeah. World or something? Yeah, it was pretty decent. Yeah, they didn't have uh, Silver Surfer in there. They had no. what is his name? The guy that looks like Thor, but it's a big cow. Oh bit. yeah, the horse, the horse Thor. I forget what his name is. <laughs> Beta Ray Ben or Beta Ray. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Very yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. He was in that one. Yeah, he he took the role of the Silver Surfer character. Yeah. Speaking of Silver Surfer, have you read um, the current run of Silver Surfer, the one that Dan Slott's doing? No, I haven't. I haven't oh, read. that's a really good. One. Are you a fan of Doctor Who? 
I love Doctor Who. Then I think you would really love this Silver Surfer run because it's pretty much Doctor Who, but with Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer ends up coming to Earth. He meets a a woman here who he ends up saving like her town, uh-huh. and then she was like, "Hey, I want to, I want to see the world, or I want to see the universe." And they start traveling together. He has his own little companion now. And it's like a it's a mostly platonic relationship, you know. It's like very much like the Doctor and his his companions. It's really fun. It's a really really fun story. I've never been a big fan of the Marvel like galactic stuff. Yeah, but this run of Silver Surfer is really phenomenal. It, Great, I'll check it out. Yeah, man. it's one that's that's up there with one of my current favorite superheroes. Did, right up there with Squirrel run Girl. Start. Um. <clears throat> It was going. I think they have two or three volumes from last year, or the like, a little bit, but the year before. Okay. And then when they just hit the reset button, it's coming back. I think this month it might be coming back, but it's still the same creative team, still the same premise. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what they did with Squirrel Girl. <laughs> like they just had to renumber it to make everything else fit. Yeah, but it's pretty much the same thing. So if you don't feel like going back, I'm sure if you just pick up whatever the new one is, it'll be very similar. Cool, I'll check yeah. that out. Yeah, it's been very good. Okay, any final thoughts? Um, support your local comic store. Very good, and support your local libraries too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> okay. Um, if people want to find you on the internet, are there any places they can find you on the internet that you'd like to share with the world? Or please, uh-huh. leave me alone. I am on Twitter at uh, at iRobotLibrarian, <laughs> so very, you can check me out there. Very cool. All right, Chris, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. Come back anytime. Great. Thank you. That's the end of our first episode of 2016. A huge thank you to all the librarians that participated. This show is literally nothing without you, so thank you so much. Thank you new guests, returning guests, future guests, hell, even the guests who may never be. Thank you all. I I really, really do appreciate it. As always, the music in the show was created by Gumble and was made available under the Creative Commons license. So, come back in two weeks for yet another super special episode. This time we're going to be talking about The X-Files, baby. That's right. I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am that this show is coming back. So, make sure you check it out. It'll probably just be me squealing the entire time. So, hopefully, people with cooler heads will be around soon. Alright, until then, trust no one.